0: So, we're live once again. Um, My computer decided to... uh, be a dick and update. (laughs) Because I updated last week and decided to update again. So, anyway. We were uh, talking about... Hopefully you... Listen to the first episode. Anyway, we, we, uh, I talked about the Hollywood Night comic, uh, Byron Wyatt. We read The Jack Napier, where he is watching the film serial and meets with Mr. Winters and his butler, Frederick, who they decide to orchestrate the plan to get rid of Byron Wyatt. And uh, hello, you're here. I'm here, too. <laughs> so, anyway, to take the film rights from Byron Wyatt of his studio and stuff, so uh, I, I talked, I was getting ready to talk about the name of the studio uh, Jack Napier studio in Hollywood Night is called Arkham Pictures Byron Wyatt Wyatt, sorry, Byron Wyatt has named his studio so we're gonna get to this part, and uh Trying to turn off my TV. <laughs> my TV is doing a live stream of uh, a YouTube channel, and I I really like the YouTube channel, but I really don't want to watch live streams. So anyway, turn off my TV. There we go. Uh, Franco TV. I like Franco TV. Yeah, it's. A, I like the uh, Medina. I think it was Medina House video, which was really cool. So anyway, we're gonna. get, to uh Byron Wyatt and his studio weeks later after the meeting with that happened with Jack Napier and Mr. Winter on a lot of Gotham Pictures that's right I love the, that name <laughs> cause if Batman was ever in the movie business it would be Gotham Pictures <clears throat> so anyway Gotham Pictures the behind the gold gate with the uh guard watching and uh, cars entering the studio and all that. I'm going to leave today. today's stunt driving to you, Rob. Even with your training, I'm still a little uncertain behind the wheel. You just got those case of jitters, Rob said. But it's your decision, Byron. A redhead woman yells, Mr. Wyatt... There's a call for you. It sounds important, the woman said. I love the Batmobile in the background. The Batmobile in the background is really cool. It's, uh, it's sort of like the classic 40s Batmobile. I love that look of the Batmobile. Byron leaves the meeting and answers his call. Miss Wethington. How are you there, Bacchies? The woman on the phone. Please call me D. As you know, I represent the National Comics and Bob Kane's interest concerning the Batman license. Recently, an anonymous party with a lot of uh, clout in Hollywood has been putting pressure on my clients. To revoke your franchise, the woman said. Frankly, the tone of these exchanges are somewhat hostile. However, my clients are very happy with the current our current arrangements, so regardless of what rumors you may hear, to the contrary, we're sticking with you. She said. I just wanted to warn you. Watch your back, Byron. Someone's out. And there's... Sorry, someone is out there is hell bent to shut you down. <laughs> I, I like that. Like, I love the classic because Hollywood always kind of like you know you kind of see like a lot of studios trying to put big pressure on getting film rights and stuff. Disney. <laughs> I, I love the the Arkham Pictures studio gate it kind of the gate looks like something that is very scummy and trashy definitely Jack Napier's type of thing I don't care what you think CG you're not paid to think Napier says with a cigar in his mouth you're paid to keep those false teeth and your head and smile with them when the camera is on you. <laughs> Joker kind of sounds like... Anyway. The phone rings, Joker picks up. This be- This had better be important. Reg- uh, Regrettably, uh, sir, I have been informed of your legal efforts to obtain the Batman franchi- franchise has been rejected. Then it's time to do this my way. Inform Mr. Winter that the gloves can come off now. Napier hangs up the phone. Now where were we? There has been a clause in my new contract that are Unacceptable, Jack! Ha 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 ha! He laughs. laughs. The fine print before—read the fine print before signing. That—sorry—read the fine print before signing. The blasted thing, chump! But you tricked me. You're totally unfair, Jack. <laughs> Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. (laughs) I love that reference, because that is gone with the wind reference. I love that. (laughs) Jack laughs at his face. God, I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) I love that. That is definitely something Joker would do a few hours later back on the studio i'm glad you've decided to take the wheel after all byron rob says well it's bad enough that the new bad enough that the crew believes believes me to be a pampered a pampered dalliant without any without me acting like one rob sorry <laughs> I just, I like that Joker thing. It's just, I kind of want to see him do that, a film. They just don't know. They just don't know you like I do, boss. Besides, I've spent most of my afternoon fending off the uh, corrupt city inspectors and the union reps. I need to blow off a little steam. Byron says. Good for you to know. BW. The cameras are rolling, so let's do it. Batman takes a drive. As he's preparing a sharp turn, the wheel pops off. Suddenly, the stunt car ignites with a sharp turn, hitting a crane. The person handling the lighting camera is in terror. Oh God, no help. As he hangs on for dear life on a scaffolding. Somebody get a crane over here before it falls. There's no time. Rob hops out of the car. That scaffolding's going to collapse any second now. Davis, come back, Byron yells. Don't sweat it. This will be a cakewalk. He hops up to the building, gets to the rooftop. I'm not the best stuntman in Hollywood for nothing, Pally. It's giving away, the, the cameraman yells. Grab and hold on now, Davis says to him. The sounds of rendering metal nearly drowned out by the thunderous cheers of the awestruck crew, as they watched Davis save the cameraman. I liked how they—they they sort of like use a bit of Burt Ward, and it because Burt Ward was kind of. I wouldn't say a bad actor, but he was really good at at forced at doing stunts that he didn't want to do. According to him, because, like for example, like the car that comes out of the Batcave, and like every opening shot where they leave the cave to go to Gotham, Burt Ward fell out of the car. And believe it or not, Adam West was not the driver of the car in the opening shots. It was actually a stunt driver. But they needed Burt Ward in there just to kind of give the illusion that they're both in the car and it's zooming off out of the cave. So that's the thing I kinda liked about it, yeah. Anyway. Byron looks at Rob. Rob, that was simply amazing. If only I knew I had the guts to do that. At least you had the full head of hair, pal. I've never been a leading man, thanks to my mother's side of the family. Rob removes his wig and mask. (laughs) Pretending to be a good guy in front of the camera is not rewarding as you'd imagine, Byron says. Oh, sorry, uh... Yeah, Byron is talking. Sorry. I'd rather be decorated war hero like you than a rich kid who kept out of service by his parents considerable political influence. Moments later... The car uh, moments later carefully inspecting the wreckage. I've been working on the movie effects long enough to know that this tire was rigged to blow out Wyatt. Rob says to Byron. "Sabotage That would mean someone in our crew was a crew members walking away from it. By the way, here comes the, I think the Harley Quinn type character. I forget, like, it's been a while. Hiya, Buster. Yep, it's definitely Harley. (laughs) May I use the phone, Irma? I need to call my, uh, my sick mom. Sure, no long distance calls, okay? The secretary departs. As an unlisted number is dialed. And then... It didn't work. Tell Mr. Winter he's going to have to try something else. The crew member says on the phone. Which we get to the first ads and the comic. I want to talk about this one. This one's always funny. One of the things that's always been annoying... To... A lot of these ads in this comic. And this is how protective I am of the comic. There's an ad where you have to cut off and win, uh, cut the ad out and send it in through the mail to win something. And it takes part of the art and story of the page of the comic with it. Which I did not like. Which I never liked, by the way. It kind of annoys me. And, I mean, I'll be honest. Who wants to win... A chance to skate with some skateboarder in Brazil, and you have to enter the contest to corn nuts, which corn nuts is like some snack thing. Who would want to win? You know, to skate with somebody, and I love the title. Of the the it shows the. Little ad which is next to "Hey Kids Comics" and it shows like the next comics. Uh, Kevin Smith knocks a Green Arrow. Kevin Smith of Clerks chasing Amy Dogma. Not to mention Daredevil writes the Green Arrow comic, which I've never gotten around to read. Superboy's Legion. Um, never gotten around to read that one either. But then they get to the ad of. The, of the snack corn nuts feed the soul, corn nuts. I never been to Brazil, so I just I, I I like the ads in it. It's like it's a very corny <laughs> ad. So anyway, let's get to the story. Kit Kat Club. <laughs> An obvious Catwoman reference. That evening in Hollywood's most prestigious nightclub, Kit Kat Club, Byron and Rob are sitting at the table with two women. The woman, Byron, baby. (laughs) You don't seem to be having a very good time. Don't take it personally, Iris. Iris pretty boys having a hard time leaving his business worries at the office well the band's playing my favorite song tommy tom my favorite playing my favorite tommy dorsley tune i say let's cut the uh, cut a rug handsome robin is date go to leave right with you ethel On your feet, Wyatt. Alrighty then, shall we? Byron Wyatt. It's been ages old, boy. How are things? I'm managing, EF, for a guy who's been movies while wearing his Underwear outside. There's underwear on the outside. Tell me about it. i have give anything for a script that puts me in long pants. <laughs> Say old chum. As a matter of fact, yes, I know you too well, my friend. Odds are you don't give her give her back when you're uh, when you're through. Sorry, when you're through. It's obviously Joker. (laughs) After the dance, three men are sitting at the table up to no good. I mean, if you look at it, they look not up to no good. Excuse me, boys, are you sitting at our table? Take a hike, sister. (laughs) What the fuck kind of... (laughs) And so does that. Besides, I'm already ordering us a round of pink ladies. (laughs) Do I need to summon a manager to remove you? Enough. We'll leave soon enough, Mr. Wyatt. Mr. Employer is willing to offer you a sizable cash deal for Gotham Pictures. This town can be a very dangerous place for someone who doesn't respect the proper conduct. Respect to the proper conduct business. I advise you to accept the offer because one way or another you're going to you're going out of the movie biz, movie making business, Mister. I, I won't. Rob, get the hell out of here. Before I throw you out. You got a big mouth, Chrome Dome. <laughs> <coughs> I love the insults because they are like shit. They are shitty insults. Can you back it up? He says while taking a swing. Rob ducks, hits him in the jaw. Let me know while you're picking up, picking your teeth off the dance floor. Don't just stand there, Wyatt. Put your damn, put up your dukes. They lunge at Wyatt. I love the insults in this because the insults are very 1940s-ish. Oh, now we get to the big ad in the comics. Sims Coaster. I remember when EA. Back in the day, EA used to put. I think this is when uh, the Sims game. This was in 2001. So. Sims 2 didn't come out until. I think 2004 ish, I think. And. They were trying to, like, capitalize. Because back in back in the day. Roller Coaster Tycoon was the shit. Roller Coaster Tycoon was everywhere. Like I think I think they released Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 and that's when they partnered up with Six Flags for Roller Coaster Tycoon and EA was trying to get like a chunk of the Roller Coaster Tycoon crowd and they came up with Sims Coaster. And I don't think it did great. Um I remember when it came out, like, I I thought it looked really cool, but it just didn't... It really didn't really do that great. It really didn't capture my attention because RollerCoaster Tycoon was, like, awesome. So, for me, I really like that version. So, anyway. Thanks for the assist, EF. Rob says, don't mention it. I've always been highly respectful to the stunt community poor Byron Wyatt you're pathetic pal my mother hits harder than you Wyatt poor Wyatt (laughs) once the club bouncers restore order I don't know how these goons snuck in here I'm terribly sorry Mr. Wyatt you bums Remind your boss that the, this club doesn't cater to his kind. <laughs> we did, as they got outside the club, we did like what you told us, Mr. Winter. Winter. And his response was predictable. Then the next move will be equally Predictable, Winter says as he holds his cigar. After the hoodlums, limo's sped away. <laughs> I love how they use these terms. I'm so embarrassed. You think I'd be better showing myself than that? Don't be so hard on yourself, Byron. It's easier being a hero in front of the camera... Your butt isn't on the line there. Even though you've taught me a lot of combat stunts for our films, I had never been in a real honest to goodness fight, fist fight until tonight, Byron says. As a teenager, I was. Sorry, I was in the. I'm looking at the ad of the one game. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Portal Runner. Starring Vicky Grimm. For the 3DO. I'm trying to remember when that game came out. Because I do not remember that. Coming soon to your favorite game console. the <laughs> a game console. <laughs> As a teenager I was in a cons- uh, consumptionist of the wealth and society I was born into. I used to fantasize that I was actually Bruce Wayne instead, Byron said. I would pretend that I was fighting my elitist lifestyle as a cover in which to fight the forces of evil as Batman. Securing the rights to portray Batman on film has been as much as an escape for me as it is a as for the theater goers but now but now but now Byron says but now you're in a real life fight pal and your uh, fantasies might get you killed Rob says someone in Hollywood Hetchery has a Extremely ticked as ticked at you, so you intend to keep Gotham Pictures in business? You better prepare for the worse, Rob said. I honestly don't remember this Portal Run... Portal Runner starring Vicky Grimm. I don't remember this video game. I'll look it up. <laughs> I don't remember it, like... As weird as that is, like, I was in video games, so I don't remember it. Let me look it up. And who the hell is Vicky Grimm? I gotta look that up first. Who's Vicky Grimm? <laughs> oh, she's a character. <laughs> Alright, I totally forgot that one. I thought Vicky Grimm was, like, an actress or something, like, Like, they gave fucking Pamela Anderson a video game. And that wasn't even a good video game. Portal Runner. Came out September 1st. Oh, it's part of the Army Men series. Ah, I remember. Came out on the PlayStation 2. Huh. Huh. Reception and controversy. I wonder what the controversy was. Uh, This game gained uh, notoriety when panned by GamePro. Given a rating of 2.3 out of 5. GamePro was the first to review this game by saying it looks like a late generation PlayStation title rather than a second generation PlayStation 2 effort. The then president of 3DO and publisher Portal. Runners sent angry emails to John Russo, the president of GamePro. The email published on the internet in its entirety. The email Hawkins told Reduso that Reduso's customers were were the advertisers, not the readers. and implied that the reviewers should be written to keep the advertisers happy, wrote Hawkins. There is something wrong with the reviewer, not the portal runner. If you disagree with me, you do so at your own peril. Should I I should mention passing that three DO has been one of the largest advertisers and effective immediately are not going to cut to sorry, not we are going to have to cut that back. Okay. I don't even... Don't remember this game. (laughs) (laughs) And I never even played Army Men 2, so I don't know what this game's about. (laughs) So... I... Do they even make Army Men games anymore? Like... Do they even still exist? Oh, shit, they did make one on the mobile phone. Huh. I remember Army... I, I remember playing it once with my cousin. Army men uh, video game. And I just never... I never really was into it. Like, I just... My cousin was, like, a massive fan of it. And... I think it was Army Men, Sarge's Heroes. That's that's it. I remember the cover. Because it looked like something out of Toy Story. <laughs> uh, so, anyway. It's been a while since I... Anyway. A few days later, at Dawn's First Light... Hurry up and get that equipment loaded people people we have locations to shoot to do we're wasting daylight as a man yells at his crew to get the camera and stuff loaded and lights and all that blah 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 uh Mr excuse me Mr. Wyatt but the rumor are the rumors true what rumors Irma Wyatt said word on the street as the big studios are trying to shut us down I heard that distributors and theater owners are been persuaded sorry pressured to not do business with Gotham Pictures don't fret about that I won't permit their money or their muscle to intimidate us Wyatt said Every time they put pressure on one of our venues, I'm sweetening the pot with more money. That's one of the advantages of being filthy rich, Wyatt said. Besides, people love the Batman they want to see him up on the screens. And as long as I'm alive, they will. Byron said. You should know that the entire crew is loyal and will stand by you, sir. Arma said. (laughs) You've been treating them well over the years and are not going to forget that. Then let them know. The show will go on come hell or high water Byron said as he drives off across town and at Arkham Studios I had enough of this guy Jack said nothing we do seems to debtor this upstart he has to be stopped now today My Stool Pigeon says for a location shoot a ghost town out of Death Valley. A site like that is extremely isolated. Perfect spot for a shoot of our own. Mr. Winter said. Hmm. It must look like an accident, Winter. There can't be no witnesses No survivors. After all, this is limit to the number of public officials I can even bribe. Napier said. Winters. It'd be a tragedy if a fire were to break out. Away there in the desert, not a drop of water can be found. It'd be a terrible tragedy what napier said winter lights up a cigarette as he looks at the flame of the match death valley later that day i want to say this one this one's kind of like interesting i kind of noticed it makes me think of like all the crazy hollywood stuff that i even talked about in the first part of the episode how um, studio executives use muscle and the mob to sort of, what is the word? Clean up stuff. It makes me think of the uh, Black Dahlia case for some odd reason. In Death Valley later that day, okay, listen up, people, Byron said in his bad suit. The scene is has Batman... Batman as Batman track down Robin's capture, uh, kidnappers to the desert hideout. When the Batmobile comes tearing down Main Street the gangsters catch catch me in dangerous crossfire. Mr. Wise, shouldn't it Shouldn't Davis be here? No offense, but... He's our stunt coordinator and our Robin, sir. The Robin character isn't in these location shots, Sam. Besides, Davis is busy handling some important studio businesses at this moment. <laughs> I love how he says it. He's like running off in the... uh, Running off to the Batmobile... <laughs> <laughs> it kind of makes me wish Ben Affleck was like directing Batman and playing Batman because that would have been hilarious. Him in the bat suit showing, like, okay, we need to do this direction here. Uh, this scene, it needs more justice type of thing. But anyway, don't worry. He's rehearsed this gag with me dozens of times. I can handle it. Just as those cameras are rolling when I hit my mark. Davis yells as he zooms off in the Batmobile. But each member of the film crew reaches his assignment position. Each of them gets knocked out by gangsters, members of Winter's crew, tied up in the... uh, Tied up one tied up in the saloon, one tied up in other buildings of the western town. Okay, quiet on the set. Assistant DA. I, th- I assume assistant director. Hold your positions. And... The <laughs> screw comes out with gasoline cans holding their guns action. Wyatt looks at the phone. Wyatt floors the gas pedal. It races towards the ghost town in a cloud of dust. But as he draws near in Main Street, he sees the town. Huge black smoke comes out of the town. Smoke. That's not in the script, Wyatt said as he looks at the town. Oh, Lord, no. Wyatt yells. As he races towards his hound, seeing flames, huge amount of flames, light up the sky. Remember, no witnesses, one of the members of the gang says, as they open fire using Tommy guns. By the way, Tommy guns are machine guns, for those who don't know. They use them a lot in the mob. As Tommy guns fire... One of the crew members yell as they get fired at. Please don't shoot. Douse those bodies with that gas tube, one of the members of Winter's crew yells. We don't want to leave any evidence, even that they were gunned down. It looks like you've gotten everybody but Mr. Wyatt, fellas. I'm not even sorry, Stooley. One fires. Wyatt gets out of the Batmobile. Murderers. You'll never get away with this I'll Clocked right in the back of the head. Winters hits Wyatt in the back of the head. You'll do nothing, chump. Whatever you are been paid, I'll double it, Wyatt says. So you want to negotiate. Sorry, Polly. It's too late for that. This is one cliffhanger. You're never going to survive, Batman. Winter shoots Wyatt in the back of the head. Should we torch the Bat Guy, Winter, Mr. Winter? one of Winter's crew members asks. No, Mr. Napier said leave his body for the vultures to make a messy example of him. Let's rot. <laughs> one hills. it lays on the ground through the night as the town slowly burns, becoming ash of for its former buildings. I want to do this impression, because when I read this impression <laughs> as a kid, I couldn't help but laugh at the southern, western voice that Alfred in this Elseworld story gives. What in tarnation a man on a horse rides into town. He sees Wyatt in his bat suit checks his pulse, sees he's alive as I get to the page. Hold on. Gets him on the horse and they exit out of the town. Several days pass until Wyatt wakes up. Where am I? The man looks outside the cave. This this part cracked me up when I was a kid. 'Cause all I think it was like the southern accent that they give Alfred Pennyworth. Here it is, Al Penny's the name. Circus man, you're in those. You're in my silver mine. You're a lucky stiff. Same thing happened to a buddy of mine back in WW1. Henny bullet passed plumb through his thick noggin. <laughs> <laughs> without hurting the thing inside. So, you got a name, sonny? That fucking laughed. That that, that made me laugh so much. Because reading that, and you see Alfred Pennyworth, of all people, you never imagine him saying anything like that. So, after, after a moment of uncomfortable silence, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I recall being called the Batman, and that's the next issue of "A Devil in a City of Angels." I love the titles of it, by the way. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, that's the end of it. Then you get these—you um, get the ad with the sour skittles. I don't do they even make those anymore? Sour skittles? I used to. I'll admit, like, when I was a kid, I used to eat, like, sour Skittles, because I just, you know, sour candy is always good. But, anyway, I guess uh, to make up for the crazy interruption of the first part, I guess we'll we'll, we'll get to the second issue. So, hold on, as I uh, put this back in the uh, bag and board, and we'll get to the next book. So, hold on. And uh, we'll play the intro that we always play for the episodes of the podcast, so here you go. night book two and uh look at the i had to say this one thing looking at the ads back in the day it kind of makes me like laugh because it's very 2001 ish 2000 2001 ish The name of the the stuff, that, the stuff that they used to sell—I don't even know if they still sell it. Barbecue corn nuts. <laughs> barbecue corn nuts. Or try the flaming hot nuts, flaming hot barbecue nuts. <laughs> I, I corn. I I just I sometimes wonder what they were thinking, with these names and stuff. <coughs> so. <laughs> anyway. anyway. A Devil in the City of Angels. That is like a cool name for a title. I will give them that. Uh, and they even use a quote. Anyone could take a man's life, but no one his death. To this to this at Thousand Door Lie Opens two days ago Wyatt lays on the ground Batman stands over him I won't go not like this not yet it's a flashback by the way of Mr. Winters and all that excellent this fire should cover our handiwork nicely That's the last of them, Mr. Winter. A careless film crew on a location accidentally sets a fire to a ghost town, tragically killing everyone involved. That's, that'll look great in tomorrow's papers. And if the authorities start asking too many questions, the Joker will simply grease proper palms in the police department. Winter, you murderer. The ghost of Byron. I I guess it's a ghost. I'm going to assume it's a ghost. With Byron Wyatt out of the way, Arkham Pictures should be able to acquire acquire his assets with little difficulty. (laughs) Did you hear him whining like a puppy before I emptied that slug into his skull he may have played Batman in the movies he turned out to be a total wimp in real life murderer no I can't leave not ready as the light shines over I guess his spirit or ghost they must pay for what they've done I'll make them pay. i It was a dream. <laughs> Byron wakes up in the cave. I'll make them pay. Alfred, or Alpenny. Having that nightmare again, son? Here, have a cup of Alpenny's Campfire Joel. Make it right as rain. <laughs> I love the fucking lines in this. (laughs) Maybe that bad dream will jog a memory. Got a name yet? Yes, I, I remember. It's Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Also, I seem to recall a killer known as Winter. And someone called the Joker. Wyatt said as he looked in the mirror... Al Penny standing behind him (laughs) we've got to get back to the city start tracking them down Al what's with this wee stuff ain't nobody sidekick buster (laughs) especially to some nut in a valiant ballet tights who thinks he's a bat (laughs) I love this Al Penny character by the way, I used my horse to haul that weirdo-looking jalopy back here. You can't drive it to. You could drive it to Los Angeles alone. <laughs> Al Penny points at him. Is why it stands there. <laughs> Yeah, my southern accent would probably def- offend people, but you know it's worth it. By the way, I want to point out this one thing. I I absolutely love. Okay, this is it. Uh, this is the panel of uh, Jack Napier going to a film premiere, and a film premiere he's going to is titled A Killing Joke. I love that. That that evening at the gala premiere of Arkham Studios' latest release, A Killing Joke. I love that. I love that little, like, little touch of things. Look at the turnout, Commissioner. By tomorrow morning, your mug is going to be plastered everywhere, in every tabloid in town. The Commissioner. I appreciate sorry I don't know why I'm doing the Southern accent. I appreciate the VIP treatment, mister Napier. However, I started my duty bound to launch an investigation into Gotham Pictures incident the Commissioner said. Accidents are occupational hazard, Commissioner. I I tend to make it my personal mission to lobby for every stricter safety standards, Napier said. The commissioner looks. We have internally ruled out foul play, Mr. Napier. It's no secret that Gotham Pictures was cutting deeply into your box office receipts. However, since why it was not found among the bodies. He could become a our primary suspect, given <clears throat> the proper a proper inactive. Why it's missing? Damn. I didn't know. Napier looked at him as he blows smoke from a cigar. Commissioner Price, one of my upcoming detective films requires a law enforcement consultant. The job is with a suitable fee attached. Um, If only I had more... Civil-minded citizens like you in ta- this town, Jack. This issue's good. <laughs> I I remember as a kid, I was like reading through every like every book. I was like so excited for it because it's a good fucking book. On the other side of Tinseltown, a far more ominous premiere takes place on the signs of Hollywood Land. A dark shadow stands over the sign. Wyatt in the bat suit, with the moonlight behind him, looking over the lighted city. The next morning, at the lot of Arkham Pictures, Wyatt wasn't found among the bodies. He's a material witness. Our little killing spree, Winter. Did that detail slip your muscle mind? Wyatt, sorry, Napier paces, puffing on a cigar. I emptied out a round in his skull. Point-blank range, boss. I assure you, he's got to be deader than a prohibition. I've seen to it that the cops will look the other way. But the time being, but not if Wyatt turns up, spills his guts. There's an extra hundred thousand in it. If you produce a body and pin the Desert Massacre on Wyatt in the process, that's not going to be easy, Winter says. As the night falls upon the city of angels, a devil descends upon its underworld. Holy crow, it's the Batman. What am I saying? There is no such thing. Hey, I think he's that actor we roughed up upon the Kit Kat Club. Editorial note See Hollywood Night number one. <laughs> I love this one part where it says, like, editorial note. Read Hollywood Night number one. <laughs> I love that. They put that in the book. I love that little part because I, I remember going like, I read that book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish this book was made into a film. It's sad. It's sad that like nobody like it. it was like it's one of those books that sort of like fall like it in the uh, in the categories of like else worlds. Like you have, uh, you know. Gotham, by gaslight, you have uh, crimson, you know, blood rain. Sorry, blood rain. And this book is sort of like on the bottom pole of (laughs) Elseworlds stories, so anyway. Wyatt as Batman. No. You are the scum that killed him. Sorry, Batman. I've been sent to avenge his death. The goon. You're, you're some kind of nut job, if you ask me. Maxie, don't shoot. Maxie. <laughs> Hold still, Knuckles. I got, a to, I got a bean on him. Maxie fires. Same here, dirtbag. Maxie fires, hitting Knuckles. Point-blank range in the chest. Wyatt, with his finger over Knuckles, fires the gun back at Maxie, hitting him. Where's Winter? Where do where do I find him? You need to check in the rubber room, pal. I won't ask again. I want winter. You gotta be kidding. Squealing on winter is automatic death sentence. I'll give you some friendly advice. Get out of town while you still can. I heard those words before. I can't seem to recall. Tell your boss that I'm coming for him and all who follow him like a bat out of hell I love that part by the way that was like my favorite part like like shit that, that was like epic true to his words the days that follow become a living hell for the Hollywood's underworld crashing through buildings taking out goons and thugs as the delusional Dark Knight wages a one-man war against Winter's mob, bringing their criminal activities all to a grinding halt. I love the part where he like crashes through the doors and everyone is like scared shitless. <laughs> so, police chase after the Batmobile, car fifty one, car fifty sorry, car fifty seven. Dispatch. We have located a masked vigilante, and we are in pursuit. Suspects approaching the intersection of Hollywood and Vine, requiring additional backup. The car's chasing after him. Damn, Murphy, did you see him take that corner? Whether he's a basket case or not, he sure drives like one. I love how they look like this. Uh, Additional, like, nicknames. The Asthmatic Avenger struggles to keep the Batmobile preciously balanced on its side of its tires long enough to narrowly avoid a head-on collision with an oncoming limousine. Look out. My, my, Junior. can't believe... I can't believe that car is being driven by a giant bat. That's one time on the road. That's definitely not good for her careers. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just like laughing. Roadblock. Damn. He's doing a 180 police yells won't help him are bound to pin pin in but good O'Leary Max he's been having he's been having a loony as they say he's he's driving through those store windows (laughs) he drives through a store window O'Leary maybe he really does have his bats and his belfry by the weekend, the saga of the Hollywood night was on the front pages of every tabloid and the topic of... And I love the Los Angeles Times thing. Los Angeles Times, comic book crazy, terrorizes Hollywood underworld. <laughs> and I guess we'll sort of wrap up the episode and we'll pick it up after... We're going to do the last part, and we'll do the, I guess, third part. (laughs) More than a few compelling conversations. Damn. His pointy ears. Why couldn't we have the decency to stay dead? Ah, My legal stooges. This better be good news. One of Joker's legal people. Unfortunately, Mr. Napier, the courts have declared Byron Wyatt dead or mentally incompetent. So we have little legal recourse. His friend and co-star of the Batman serials, Rob Davis, is the executor of his estate. In the event of Wyatt's demise, it stands now. Davis has full power attorney over the day-to-day occupations of Gotham Pictures. The other legal person. Look, Mr. Napier, this Batman property is nothing but a flash in the pan. In ten years, no one will even remember the character. And... With this madman running around Hollywood and the Batman costume property is likely becoming public relations nightmare. You'd be advised to let it go of this obsession and move on, sir. Joker Napier gets so mad he shoves (laughs) that legal dude into the swimming pool. And you're all wet, Counselor. Splash. No one beats Jack Napier. I get what I want. And I want the Batman. <laughs> so, I guess we'll. We'll, uh. Finish up the rest of this book tomorrow's episode. So, if that's alright with everybody, or do you want me to read a couple more pages and, uh. See where it goes? 'Cause it kinda picks up really good, so <laughs> anyway. I I guess I'll read this one page. I really kinda want to read it and get it out of the way. That evening at the most at the modest apartment, Byron's secretary, Irma Epstein. Not much in a want help wanted section. With the studio's operations suspended, I gotta find a way to pay some bills soon. Of course, having a former boss become a homicidal freak in a bat suit isn't going to look good on my resume. I can't help I can't believe that Byron could have been could have murdered anyone. Batman comes up, covers her hand with his mouth. He didn't, but I know who did. Miss Epstein. If you agree not to speak, I will gladly release you. The terrified secretary nods to the affirmative. Please don't kill me. I've always been kind to you. Well, except that time at the Christmas party, but you had that coming, sir. (laughs) It all requires information. I need document documentation. Anything relating to Arkham's takeover, the attempt of Gotham Pictures. I've vented a lot, but the paperwork has been removed. Irma, you need to talk to Rob Davis. He was your Wyatt's best friend. He's at his place in Malibu Hills. Say nothing to anyone. Understand. Whatever you say, Batman. <laughs> Once the Cape Crusader. Cape Intruder. Departs shaking hands. Shaking hands. Frantically dialing a number. And. Next episode. Tomorrow. <laughs> so, anyway. Um. Anyway. I guess I'll give the final thoughts of, you know, of the episode and we'll come back and read part two and uh, finish up number two and get on to number three of Hollywood Night. I really enjoyed the book. I, I remember reading it and it was just, it was one of those books that kind of like, slips through the minds of I think people back in the day. It was kinda like one of those books like they were trying to capitalize on some on something and I think that year, um Miller released Dark Knight Strikes Again, trying to like capture lightning in a bottle. And I don't remember if this Hollywood night was like the last um Batman elseworld story i don't really remember what the last elseworld story was and i but i remember reading this book i was kind of like (laughs) i kind of really liked it and the price of it was kind of price of it back then was like ridiculous here's the price of the book back in the day in the u.s the book was two dollars and fifty cents $2.50 Two dollars and fifty cents for a book back in the day, and it was like mind-boggling now because nowadays it's like three ninety-nine and stuff. And I think, and the book came out. Each issue came out like uh, the first one came out in uh, April. And the second one came out in May. And the third one came out in June. (laughs) Imagine that the book came out on time. Nowadays they push it back. A couple weeks. A month. A year. But anyway. That's when. You know. Scheduling was good. So anyway. uh, Tomorrow we will come back. Um, I kind of want to cover this one real quick. This was. Uh. This was a uh, article stuff I was reading before before it closed and I had to like restart update and restart so Batman confirmed cast so far Ben Diesel releases the poster and teaser trailer for Fast Nine or Fast Saga. Uh, let's see, Batman confirmed cast. The Batman cast was confirmed as Warner Brothers officially announced the underway, underway filming in London. The director Reeves starring Robert Pattinson. The announcement doesn't mention plot details but says Robert Pattinson stars alongside a star studded. Uh, uh, sorry, star studded symbol as Gotham's vigilante detective Batman and billionaire Bruce Wayne Monday Matt Reeves announced filming has begun with a new with a look at the Batman logo look at the logo showing off the filming of scene 17 a look at Pattinson's they released like a photo like what Pattinson looks like but Anyway, filming is underway. Warner Brothers Pictures, The Batman. Uh, Let's see. They confirmed the casting of it. Matt Reeves is directing it with uh, Pattinson, who stars in Tenet, The Lighthouse, Good Times. Pattinson stars alongside Zoe Kravitz, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grinwald, Mad Max Ferry Road, as Selena Kyle. Paul Dano of Love and Mercy Twelve Years a Slave There Will Be Blood as Edward Nashton The Riddler Jeffrey Wright of The Hunger Games films as James Gordon John Turturro of uh, Transformers films Oh Brother Where Art Thou and Secret Window as Carmine Cohn Peter Sarsgaard as Gotham DA Gil Coulson what? Oh as uh what, what? Jimon Lawson as Mariel um, Mayor Candidate Bella Real <laughs> Andy Sarkins as Alfred Colin Farrell as Oswald Coppelpot. i I'll be kind of honest i I don't know what to think <laughs> I don't know what to think of the cast to be quite honest with you it's sort of like I'm kinda okay with it. I'm okay with it i i i um don't know what to think but you know. But anyway, uh, new Transformers films are in the work. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Captain Marvel petition demands the removal of Brie Larson. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't care what they do with Captain Marvel, to be quite honest with you. Like, I'm at that point where I just I really don't care so let's see what other news is in there then we'll wrap it up and go on with the day Uh, let's see this was kind of interesting how DC screwed up James Tinian's final issue of Justice League Dark and how Batman made him leave this is by Drew Terror article I'm bleeding cool Justice League Dark 19 hits stores tomorrow and it will be writer James Tinian James Tynan or Dan Tynan's final issue before Ram 5 takes over okay as the new writer I don't even know who the fuck Ram 5 is. Or Ram V or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. What the, what's the name? It didn't take... Uh, it didn't have to be that way. In Tenning's letter, he... The writer revealed that he originally intended to stay on the series, but until DC changed plans by making Batman a monthly... monthly to continue its bi-weekly schedule. Uh, he wrote, "Tomorrow is my last issue of DC. Uh, my last issue of Justice League Dark arrives on the stands. That fact breaks my heart, but I've been dancing around the truth for a while. And the truth is, issue 19 is my last issue. Back when I accepted the gig of Batman, as many of you remember from the press release, it was supposed to be switching to monthly title. My plan." then was to keep writing Justice League Dark until the end of the story I set out to tell. I thought I would be able to land two planes at once but but once the decision made to keep Batman bi-weekly, suddenly I needed to get a whole story machined up running in a bigger bolder way. I knew I needed to step away from this book or risk becoming less than it should have been. should be. Less than it should be. Tinian goes on to praise Ram V or Ram 5, whatever. And Avalo uh, Martinez Biro, I think is his name. I think the artist's name. He would say that he refused to take the gig in the first place without him as an artist. And teases as yet unannounced collaboration in the future. If you could tell, I'm going to miss working with Alvaro. It has been, if I would be, I would never step of the off this book without knowing uh, I would be working with him next. Hmm. Finally he lets know tomorrow Justice of League... Futures pages printed out and or, out of order and you know blah blah blah. I'm kinda sad that he it, it sounds like a lot like um what uh, Tom King went through. But at the same time, Tom King sort of, Tom King sort of um, dropped the sales in the book, and that's why they had to get rid of him, I think. But the thing is, is like Tom King was like doing so many different projects. I think that's why they had to change writers and stuff. Um. I'm sad that he's leaving Justice League Dark because he really did a great job with Justice League Dark. I mean, he did a fantastic job with Detective Comics, and Detective Comics
1: isn't a good place for running
0: like a machine. But it sucks that you know writers aren't doing what they want to do. And I love the weekly books that batman comes out but i kind of see the point like they sort of need to go back monthly a bit because the writing is sort of like i I don't want to sound mean or harsh but these books that come out bi-weekly are like half-assed storytelling like you get the story then you have to pick up the next issue then you have to pick up the next issue after that and it becomes kind of like a chore like, I need to get this issue out, right. then I need to get the next issue, then I need to get the next issue, the next issue. And you're getting, like, half the story and half the art. And you see some artists sort of release, like, unpublished art, and you're like, damn, that would have been such a great art piece in the book. Or the story idea that they have is like, that would be so fucking awesome. And, you yeah, know, you look at... um I'm gonna use this one as an example. You look at um you know, White Knight. If that book came out weekly, people would lose interest in it. It would be a boring weekly book. And when a book comes out monthly, it's like it feels special. It's special in a way. And now with weekly books, like One Batman book doesn't feel that special. It comes out and you're like, oh, this book's so awesome. It's the best. It's the coolest. And all the new books out. and You know. Like, they... Like, the DC Comics sort of has this belief that a lot of readers are ADHD. That you gotta keep their attention. You gotta keep their attention on this one thing. And it's like... Readers aren't. They they want like a good story. That's all they want. It's like if you get a book that comes out monthly that has a good story, chances are people are going to stick to it. But now it's just it, it. You know you get to see writers who like James the Fourth leaving one book that he really enjoys working on to do Batman, and I, I love his work on Batman. But I feel bad that he doesn't get to write the characters that he really enjoys. Anymore like Doctor Fate, Zatanna, you know, Deadman, all these things. I feel bad that they forced they forced him really to leave the book that he was happy doing to do Batman. And I feel bad for the guy, you know. Like I look I like what he's doing with Batman. That's why I said like you should get Peter J. Tamashi to do Batman. You know he would have done something different, but I mean he's killing it with Detective with Detective Comics now. Shit, he was killing it with Superman. <laughs> Superman's boring. <laughs> so for me, I feel bad. I wish that they would be like you know, do a uh, Justice League Dark on Black Label or something. I'm sure he would do it, but anyway, it kind of sucks that, you know, Justice League Dark loses a good writer, and the guy with Ram 5 comes in. (laughs) I guess that's his name. I don't know. So, anyway. um, Yeah, I'm gonna wrap this up. Uh, Tomorrow we will finish up the Hollywood Night story, and I will find another book. (laughs) (laughs) so anyway uh, I will see you all tomorrow on this episode bye